0: Last week, we discussed systems that cause nonprofits to soar. This week, we discuss out of the box fundraising ideas to help your organization grow. After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our
1: lifetimes? A job change and a couple of pivots into for profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered.
0: If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you.
1: We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa.
0: Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. I am thrilled. Today we have the founder of Reboot VA, Shane Hicks, joining us. And Reboot VA is a phenomenal organization. They assist vet- vets and their supporting families find employment or start businesses of their own. Um, as people who are connected to a lot of nonprofits and entrepreneurs, I am. At- absolutely thrilled to be talking to you today about how you help vets to be able to move into different employment or especially start businesses mm-hmm. that's incredible yeah. so shane first of all thank you so much for joining us today we're so glad thank you, you very here. much
2: thank you very much for having me i really appreciate it
1: absolutely um first of all i'd love for you to share a little bit about your background and kind of how you ended up starting this organization because you have such an interesting story
2: Cool. Yeah. So, uh, I graduated from the United States military academy at West point, uh, got into the U S army and very early in my career during hand to hand combat training, took a blow to the head that resulted in two torn retinas, a concussion and traumatic brain injury. Four surgeries later, I was unexpectedly retired. My wife and I had just moved to San Antonio, Texas. She was not employed because she was a military spouse that had just moved into town with me. We had taken a $200,000 mortgage on a house because we thought that was going to be our next duty station. Mm. And the army informed me that I was going to be separated with no pay or benefits other than a parting check. Hmm. Wow. We were uh, extremely frightened. I didn't know if I was gonna be able to pay the mortgage, let alone even put food on the table. Wow. And I actually had to get an attorney and multiple veteran service organizations involved to fight for retirement over separation. It took an entire year for us to get retired. And once we did that, I had to learn what residual capacity I had to work what the wife could do instead to make up for what I could no longer do. And we had to find ourselves again. It was an incredibly hard process. And so the uh, the goal of my nonprofit, Reboot VA, is basically, quite simply, to make sure that no veteran and their families has to go through what we went through all those years ago. Mm,
0: that's wonderful. I love I love that you've taken that that personal experience. You know what the struggle is like and then you say, I you've walked through it, so you know what all the feelings and the emotions and all that stuff that that happens too. You're able to take that knowledge base and apply it. I think a lot of a lot of people have a great idea to start a nonprofit, but they're kind of looking out from the outside in and trying to fix the issue with their limited knowledge base, mm-hmm. but you have this hands-on knowledge, right? <laughs> of what you had to do to get out, uh, get, get out of that situation. But then also kind of what, what does it look like after that too? You know, it's not just like, uh, you just fix it and then you move on, right? Like it's an ongoing thing too. So, uh, that's really, really awesome. So when, when you made that jump into starting the nonprofit, what what did your life situation look like? You have kids, you had family, like what's what all was going on at the time?
2: So it's it's interesting. <laughs> um I I actually purchased the domain name for rebootva.com and dot org <laughs> ten years ago. That's how long I've been wanting to do this. Wow. Uh Right now, it is myself, my wife, and the six-year-old love of my life, which is my daughter. And um, I had been quite concerned about taking care of my family and making sure all of our financial obligations were always taken care of. Mm -hmm. So the nonprofit has kind of had to sit and wait. Uh, even though, honestly, I've been helping veterans, uh, do this for over 10 years. It's simply been out of my own pocket instead of having a nonprofit to help do it. Sure. Well, at the beginning of this year, the VA, after 21 years of filing for my benefits, finally gave me my determination of total and permanent. Wow. It only took 21 21 years.
1: years.
2: (laughs) So I went to my wife and I said, is this the sign that now's the time? Hmm. And she said, do it. So that's how uh, we launched the nonprofit.
1: That is phenomenal. I think a lot of times when someone sees an issue, they want to jump in by doing the nonprofit stuff first. And there is something about timing. There is something about knowing when the right season is. But I also like that you didn't just sit back and wait for 10 years. Like, in the meantime, I'm still doing what I can because the cause is worth it, because Mm -hmm. it's worth helping people. Um, And we see a lot of successful nonprofits come from people who are basically doing the stuff anyway and finally, someone from the outside said, "You need to just get the nonprofit stuff going because you're paying too much out of pocket for this." <laughs> like
0: I was thinking about that's like, exactly yeah. what my CPA
2: just said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was thinking about it like like marriage, right? Where it's it's good to be friends with your spouse before you get married, and I feel like it's the same way with nonprofit organizations. It's good to have a heart for what you're going to be doing and be already have have your hands dirty you know, helping the cause and Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And then it reaches a point where you're like, okay, we need to make this official. We needed to be able to do more than what I could just do by myself. And that's when you start involving others and really getting some, uh, horsepower to Mm -hmm. your cause.
1: Some more strength. 100%. So when we were chatting um, a few days ago, you started telling me about some of the different things that Reboot VA does to really help vets. Um, And what I found interesting is it's easy for an organization to try and tackle all of the things, Um, but you've been very strategic about knowing what the vet needs, what their family needs, what employment looks like, what certifications they might need, and you've really built a structure around that. So you have a few different things that you do, but it's very focused to make sure that you have a well-rounded approach. Can you talk about some of the different things that you do as an organization? Because one of these is something that I've never heard of a nonprofit doing before. So it's fascinating. Yeah,
2: so. What, what we've actually done is we've created four programs. So the first one is called boots to bites and what that really is. In fact, I did one today. It's a coffee meeting. So I bring the individual in, we sit down over coffee and we discuss where they've come from, what they're wanting to do, what their goals are. And then we set up a plan on how to move them forward. Mm -hmm. Then the second program that we've put in place is called Boots to Bitcoins. So we've actually established a small cryptocurrency mining farm that runs 24-7. And all of the crypto that it generates goes to our organization to help with funding the veterans and the programs.
0: That's cool. That's that so cool. Yeah, when that's he said really, that, I was like, I've never heard of that happening so, before. Wow. Really so, so
2: think about it this way we, we've actually had some individuals that donated $2,200 laptops to the cause. So mm-hmm. their one time donation produces uh, funding for the veterans infinitely. As long as that hardware is running, it continues to help the veterans. So cool. it's really, really exciting. Then the third program is called Boots to Builders. Now, I've helped businesses grow together for over 10 years. So I have a fairly extensive network, over 3,000 business contacts. So I've met with a general contractor, remodeler, tradesman and each of them has agreed, because of the relationship we already had together, to hire and train anyone I send that wants to become involved in the construction industry. That's cool. And then our fourth program is called Boots to Business. So it's for more white collar opportunities, We also focus on business networks like BNI or other networking groups that meet to pass business back and forth to each other. I help the veterans and their businesses get involved on those teams. We also assist if the veteran is stuck at home with stay at home opportunities And then we did another one, Uh, this was about a year or two ago, where the veteran was so disabled, the spouse had to be the stay-at-home caregiver, and we helped her start a from-home internet-based business uh, herself to be able to support the veteran. So that's Boots to Business.
0: That's awesome. I love that It's, it's about empowering the veterans and not just like... Handouts, You know, because because I don't I, I don't know a ton about veterans, but I know they don't like handouts. So they want to be able to, like, plow the ground, you know, and, and actually like earn that living. And so and it gives, you know, the purpose and value to to their life to be able to say, like, I'm contributing, I'm, I'm helping my family. Uh, that's a really, really big deal. So um, can you can you share like a, a story of, you know, one of these what like one of veterans that you've been able to help?
2: Absolutely. So, so just last week, we actually sat with the spouse of a disabled veteran. He's a Vietnam era vet. They've been married for 28 years. They have 10 children. <laughs> that's, now, he, <laughs> he was, that's amazing. But that's what happens over 28 years. <laughs> so, um, he was actually doing some work in construction. Shot himself through the leg with a nail gun, Ooh. Ah. went to the VA for treatment, and they discovered hep C from mass inoculations in Vietnam and an additional blood disease that has now left him fairly bedridden at home. Wow. Now, he was getting rated on the hep C through the VA when that doctor left the VA and his paperwork stalled. It's going nowhere. His wife lost her job during COVID. They were surviving on social security benefits and VA disability. In order to save his family, he decided to sell his construction tools to a general contractor that he was associated with. The general contractor generated a 1099, but did it as if the veteran was working and took pay. Mm. This alerted the IRS and the VA and the VA, instead of giving him additional benefits for hep C sent him a recoupment letter For $28,000, and unless it's repaid, he loses all of his disability benefits.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: Then they've got some personal and family issues going on as well, if life wasn't complicated (laughs) enough. Yep. (laughs) So... Uh, What we have been able to do with them is we connected them with a veteran service officer that I am very intimately familiar with. And they are working on the VA paperwork, correcting the error of the 1099, trying to get the hep C rated, taking care of all of that part. Then I connected them with... A family attorney that specializes in the area of family issues that they are having and is going to get them taken care of. In fact, we met with them Tuesday of last week. They had a phone call with the attorney on Wednesday and had an in office meeting on Friday. Wow. So that's going exceptionally well. That's really good. And then The spouse told me she needed to do something where she could work from home and she has started an insurance business from her home and our funding was able to help cover the cost of a critical membership that she needed Mm. to get that new business up and running as quickly as possible.
0: That's awesome. Like you take you take the the need and the initiative and the will of the people and you just like magnify that and give them the resources to really be able to run with it. That is so awesome. And that is that is a complex issue. I'm sure, you know, when you're in the middle of it, it it could feel like you're alone. And I'm 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 guessing just the fact that somebody else cares is a big deal.
2: Yeah, and in, in fact, uh, after we did all of that and she met with the attorney, uh she actually sent me a text that said you don't know how thankful we are. We finally feel like someone cares and that we're not alone in all of this.
1: Wow. That is a huge testimonial, I mean, partly for what you're doing for her, helping her get income and get started and helping to cover those things so she can start strong and not just try and figure it out, Um, but also when we can show someone that what they're going through matters and we see them. That mm-hmm. makes a huge difference in someone's life. Um, it's so cool to hear how the different programs that you have, that you have, how they're working and how you're actually seeing people come through it and that they're coming out the other side and they're able to move forward um, with what they're wanting to do. Um, what are kind of some of the biggest things that you see for like the next year? Like when you're looking ahead, what are some of the areas that you're looking to grow in or tackle? I know you have a huge network of people that you partner with. So what are you kind of seeing on the horizon?
2: So we're challenged right now. Um, And that challenge comes simply from funding. As you mentioned, I'm very well connected. But what has happened is I am getting a ton of veterans that need help. Mm -hmm. And what I need at this point is help with the funding so that I can continue to grow the programs. And so that, that I can help the fairly substantial number of (laughs) veterans that we are already needing. Uh, In fact, we have a contact page on our website and veterans are reaching out, asking for financial assistance already.
0: Wow. And your, your website like just kind of went up and went live just a few weeks back. Right.
2: Absolutely. So it's January. already, <laughs> it's, it's already working. <laughs> I never doubted the need ever. Mm.
0: That's so important. I, I You know, what's really, really cool is you hear about, you know, the boots to Bitcoin and the boots to um, business and all that stuff. But what stuck out to me and I I think is really, really important, I think a lot of nonprofits need to think about this. What you have with the boots to bytes stuff. what you're doing is on the on the ground research, like you're really digging in to see what the people you're trying to help need rather than making a lot of assumptions about what they need because you could assume all day long and you've been through a lot so you could probably make some pretty good assumptions, but you're still taking the time to try to understand their story, understand from all angles what's going on. It's a really smart strategic approach. To not forget that each individual is different and they're going to have different needs, um, because yeah, helping people isn't a one size fits all per problem.
2: A, a small, a small aside from my background. So my uh, degree was in individual psychology with a, a focus on counseling. So <laughs> that works perfectly. <laughs> boots, boots to bites uh, is is you know part of my actual education
0: that's that's good to put that to use and i'm sure that those things really really help too with that
1: well especially because um you had mentioned earlier some of the people that you're talking with i mean they come from a vast variety of backgrounds so you know that they have different things that they are struggling with not everyone coming out is dealing with surgery from torn retinas not everyone coming um to you is dealing with the same medical issues they're all a little bit different and so i'm sure having that Um, ability to be able to see from that angle. It's funny when college, which a lot of times you feel like you're not going to use what you learn when you're (laughs) like, oh, look at this. It's actually applicable to what I'm doing.
2: Well, it was, it was even very intentional back then. I knew that I was going to be an officer in the military uh, and responsible for leading people and, and being, you know, responsible for their lives and their families' lives. And sure. it just made sense to focus on psychology and counseling because I knew I was going to have to do that. Mm. And the reality is it's, It's complex, but very simple. You sit down, you listen to what they say, Mm. you identify where they're hurting, identify what the pain is and take that pain away.
0: That's so good. (laughs) It's you're, you're right. It's like, it is, it is really simple. I think it can get overcomplicated so fast so quickly when when really having that laid out do you have plans to like bring in other other people who can then also sit down and have more boots to bites happening do you already have some of that happening or is it just you right now doing that
2: so i am establishing a council of advisors cool. of 5 individuals um i will be delegating Uh, great things to them. Again, uh, you know, um, I've actually based the structure of my organization around in the army, what's called a battalion command, where you have the colonel at the head, you have staff officers in charge of each of your divisions, you get to have staff call, you put some very strong enlisted folks underneath your staff officers, and then you delegate down the responsibility. So yes, we actually have a long-term plan starting with my five advisors and then bringing some folks in to work with them and, uh, managing through, through that.
0: I I love that you use the the language and the already established like uh, culture of the military culture Mm -hmm. in what you're doing, too, because it's just it's going to click with people. Chances are the people who are wanting to get involved in your organization are already going to understand that language and they're just going to like fall right in line and know exactly what their job is without you having to explain it too well.
1: Mm hmm.
2: Absolutely. Every step that we've done has been 100% planned and intentional. Mm -hmm. That's so
1: smart. Well, and I think utilizing a culture that already exists, there's something that happens that we've seen where someone will have a lot of experience in, like, maybe it's the Army, but for other people, maybe it's just the for-profit sector, and they'll be working different environments, and then they come to nonprofit, and it's like they forget all of the systems. They forget all of the structures. They forget what the culture is of their organization. And so, for you to say, I know my background, I know what I learned, and I know what works, and I'm going to bring those tools into the nonprofit, that's where truly effective nonprofits work. That's their place mm-hmm. of strength. And when you can get that figured out, it's just genius. I'm like, Why can't people remember this? It's like sometimes people (laughs) come into nonprofit and it's like they forget that part. I'm like, that is, it's it's so crucial. It's weird. I think a
0: lot of people look at nonprofit like it's like, um, like an art or something and like business like it's math. And so they they make that transition from the for profit world or whatever world they were in into nonprofit, and they feel like they have to be like a hippie now and like have all of it, like everything be mushy and kind of like oh, I just you know. It we feels don't want good. it to be too structured. We want to care <laughs> right. more
1: about the cause. When it, it's sometimes like, the way you care about the cause is by having the good people in the right structures. Absolutely. Not sometimes, all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Every and the, time. But the and the and the beauty of, of this whole thing is. Uh, I I agree with you taking care of people is a passion and it is an art it's it's a beautiful beautiful painting Mm -hmm. but there must be thought given (laughs) to the painting
0: absolutely right
2: yeah it's not a Jackson
0: Pollock painting it's more like (laughs) a
2: Vitruvian man
0: or something like that
2: (laughs) and uh It's, it's funny, you know, you mentioned that again, with the, with the organization and the way that I've set it up, when I, when I interview people for the opportunities, right, I was literally sitting down with my, uh, I won't call him my number two, I'll call him my number three. And, uh, so I I say that because my number two, I found the equivalent of a brand new second lieutenant who has a passion for helping people just like I do. And I view him as the future me, right? So I'm bringing him at a very young age. He's in his early, early thirties, but I've already been working with him in his own businesses and things like that for 10 years. So this kid's been with me for a very, very long time. So he's my second Lieutenant coming in. Then I uh, interviewed this retired senior enlisted guy from the Navy. Mm-hmm. And as I was talking to him and talking about the structure and our programs and the organization uh, and uh, told him that basically he was going to be responsible for this brand new second lieutenant. Uh, he looked at me and he goes, so you're the colonel and I'm your sergeant major. it That's exactly what we're doing. And he said, oh, I am so in.
1: <laughs> that's, see,
0: that's the power of like working with an established culture and knowing how to succeed in that culture.
1: Mm-hmm. I love a couple things that you said. You said, one, you interview for the opportunities. You're not going out and begging people to be a part of what you're doing. (laughs) You recognize what we're doing matters, people need this, and I need the right people on board. You don't want just five random people on your board of advisors. You want the right five people on your your advisory board. Um, The other thing that you said that I was listening to the book um, The Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Highly recommend it if you haven't read it. Um, But he was talking about how a lot of organizations choose their second-in-command. If the first person needs to leave, they automatically assume it's the CFO. And so they will just automatically step that person into it. And he said a lot of times the person who needs to be the visionary behind it and have the heart for the organization isn't just the second person in line. Sometimes it's someone completely outside of your structure. And I like that you have your five people And you have this other guy who's in his early 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 30s 30s. um, that you're saying, I recognize that going forward, these five people might be the best advisors, but this is the guy who I think will have the heart. And it's not always the same. They're not always the same people. And the fact that you're thinking through that, you're already setting up your organization to outlast you. Like at whatever point in time, if you ever need to step away for a season, you already have a structure set up that... You're gonna be helping people, where one day you're gonna get an awesome testimonial, and you'll be like,
0: "I never, I don't, them.
1: I don't know who this is. Like, <laughs> I've never talked to them before, and that's super exciting." I'm just every time I talk to Shane, I'm impressed. <laughs> just like ah.
0: <laughs> so what? Um, so what? Yeah. What? What's your plan for like the next year? Like what? What's like one thing that you want? You said you wanted to increase funding. Do you have any plans on what you're gonna be doing to make that happen?
2: So. What sets us, what sets us apart from any other nonprofit out there, right? I actually, uh, ran the numbers with my second Lieutenant today. Okay. So the average network individual has a thousand business contacts behind each and every one right now, not the most outstanding, just the average. Okay, so he and I sat down, and we just went over our current board of advisors. I have three thousand plus business contacts. My second lieutenant has over two thousand. Let's say two of our others just have a thousand apiece. That is seven thousand business professional contacts. Here's what I'm asking for. You know, boots to bites. Mm -hmm. It's a cup of coffee for a veteran, right? Mm -hmm. What's a cup of coffee run these days? Five, 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So we've got 7,000 business contacts. If half of those 7,000 donated a $10 cup of coffee per month, that is $35,000 a month with no fundraiser no benefits, Hmm. right? No galas, all of that going to the programs. Now of those 3,500, if each will simply talk to three of their friends and say, could you do a cup of coffee this month too? That is an additional $105,000 per month. For a total of $140,000 every single month with no fundraisers, with no galas, with no gift baskets. Someone actually (laughs) recommended that. Someone actually recommended to us that we do a gift basket raffle. And I looked him in the eye and I said, Have you recently donated to a gift basket? Yes. Yes, I have. Cool. How much did it cost you to donate to that basket? And they said, close to a hundred dollars. And I said, wow, you know what? Five dollars a month for a cup of coffee would have been $60 with no raffle, no logistics, simply helping. And I said, uh, and and remember, you know, I have been self-funding this for quite a while. And uh we actually we actually did the numbers last year and I put in uh over eighty five percent of anything we raised went actually to helping people. Eighty five percent.
0: That's really so really could good you number,
2: imagine yeah. again for just five, ten bucks a month with the right number of people, hundred and forty thousand per month with over 85% going straight to the programs, not in overhead.
0: That's that's awesome. And that's a great plan, right? Like leveraging what you have. I think a lot of nonprofit leaders think through, well, I could do this, I could do that. You know, I could do gift baskets, I could do whatever. And you're looking and saying like, hey, what I've got in spades is networks. Let's leverage those networks. Let's, let's see what we can do to really make this fly. Because... You know, somebody some some other person might not have a great network and that might not be the best strategy for them is to go and try to, like, build a great network right now. But at the same time, through doing what they're good at and what they already have at their disposal, they're going to be able to build networks and build other ways to be able to bring in the funding. So that's that's a genius, genius plan is to leverage what you've already got.
1: Oh, I'm just so happy right now. You know, your numbers, you have systems, (laughs) That right there, I'm just like this, this is just phenomenal. We
0: work, we work a lot on nonprofit organizations, and you know sometimes they're just they're really like feely, and they don't have a lot of like good structures or like plans. Sometimes they're really like plan heavy, and they don't have a lot of like the feel, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you can marry those things together, and when you can get all of it working well together, it's it's a recipe for just a fantastic organization. that's going to be able to accomplish a ton. Yeah.
1: Now I do want will. Touch on this again later, but I just want to tell all of our listeners if you right now are realizing I could donate a cup of coffee, um, the website is rebootva.com. So go there, take care of that. Um, obviously, you can tell by the way that Shane is talking, he knows exactly where this money is going and who it's helping. Um, <laughs> and that right there is a really solid. I mean, this is a great cause. So mm-hmm. um, do you have any other questions that you'd like to? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just throwing it to Ted. I was just like, oh, you're talking. <laughs> um, so Shane, we do have one question that we like to ask all of our, uh, all of our guests, and I feel like there's so much that I want to cover, but I also want to be respectful of everyone's time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Shane, we've covered so much in terms of what it is that you're trying to do for your organization, but on kind of a bigger picture, or even for your organization. Uh, I just want to ask, what does the idea of building a legacy really mean to you?
2: Our legacy Hmm. will be the individuals, the families, and their businesses that far outlast me or anything that I ever do. It will be the future that their children have because of what we were able to help them get started today.
0: That's awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like isn't it, that's written on your website, too. Something like that, right? Like, I feel like that, that same lingo, I read that same exact lingo somewhere else on the website.
1: <laughs> we were but, definitely digging through your website.
0: <laughs> just a bit. But like, that's a fantastic answer because it's about it's not just about the organization is going to continue on like that. That's awesome. But really what we care about is the cause carrying on and the impact of the cause carrying on because we could build an organization that lasts forever. But if that organization isn't accomplishing anything, it's kind of stupid.
2: (laughs) So So I actually, I actually read somewhere. Okay. So if you read the vision statement, which is probably what you're, uh, what you're referring to, right? Mm -hmm. It's that no veteran has to struggle mm-hmm. with their transition into that next phase of their life. The goal of my organization is to make my organization obsolete.
0: That's awesome.
2: <laughs> right? When yeah. you can reach your vision and no veteran ever has to suffer again, my organization is no longer needed.
1: That is phenomenal. I. I was telling Ted the other day, I said, it's so humbling to realize that my job is done when the impact has been made and people don't know my name. Like, Mm -hmm. there's something just so cool about that, that the impact has carried on so much further than me that no one can even point back and be like, Lisa was involved at some point. Like, it's just outgrowing us. And that's such an amazing heart to be bringing into this, Mm -hmm. that the job is done when your organization doesn't need it anymore. And
0: and yeah. And talk about like thinking big and having big goals for what you what do you want to see accomplished? It's not it's not like we, we just want to help some. You're like, no, we want to make it so it's just not even necessary anymore because it's been taken care of. It's just done. Yeah. Mission complete. You know, <laughs> that's so. what you're aiming for.
1: That's great. So Shane, can you share with our listeners where they can find out more about you, your organization, and any other thing that you'd like to share with them?
2: Absolutely. So as you mentioned earlier, and it's even kind of a funny way to close it out, right? So I purchased the domains for both rebootva.org and reboot va.com i purchased the .com well okay let's say i purchased .org because we're a nonprofit we're an org we're not a com but everybody was typing .com by default so i made sure we locked that down and then wouldn't you know, when you do financial transactions, you need to have a security certificate. Ah. My web guy even registered the security certificate with, you got it, <laughs> dot, <laughs> dot .com. <laughs> so the funny thing is dot .org and dot .com. Both direct you to our Reboot VA site. But because the security certificate is linked to .com, it tells you if you go RebootVA.com com, it's a secure site. <laughs> the certificate doesn't exist for dot org. so even though it's the same identical secure site, it's that one little dot in the background of the programming. that uh, makes it look not quite as great. So please go to RebootVA.com. It'll tell you you're secure and everything's good. There's a big donate button right at the top. You push it, it takes you down to the bottom of the page. You can do a one time. You can do monthly. But what I've said the entire time, what we're looking for is a lot of a little help. Mm. Click on the 5 to $10 a month. Let it ride. Share that with just three of your friends that do the same thing. And we together will make such a tremendous difference in the lives of veterans and their families for generations to come.
0: That's awesome. Shane, thank you so much for doing what you do and for sharing uh, sharing with us and our listeners about Reboot Reboot VA and uh, all of our org leaders that are listening as well. I'm sure you guys got tons of great, wisdom and information about how to run your organizations better just from listening. Uh, Again, thank you, Shane, so much for being with us.
2: Thank you guys so much. I am eternally grateful for the opportunity that you've given us today.